Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Matt, you had a story about the ATF, or more than one. I guess you said there's just so much going on with them that... It's just been a nonstop thing with the ATF in the last couple months. Uh, like, the spigot is wide open and flooding everywhere, and it doesn't seem like they want to stop. Wow. Last week, we told you about the 850-odd gun owners who filed uh, Form 1 uh, suppressor permission asks from the ATF, and they were denied and then the local police were alerted that they were trying to build suppressors which mm-hmm. is why i guess what they're trying to teach everybody there is never go about things the legal way that's what they're trying to tell people i suppose um so this week and big 1.5 trillion dollar omnibus bill mm. uh which you may have heard of in the news past the well, one that was like thousands of pages that yeah no they gave like 20, a billion dollars to ukraine yeah 2700 pages it was, I think it was 14 billion pages. to oh, ukraine wow. it was a lot yeah it was a lot they're just print you know running the printing presses at this point until they're overheating uh so buried inside this omnibus bill was some anti-gun legislation that got voted on by the entirety of the democrat side of the government and 18 um, representatives from the Republican side of the House also voted yay on it because I guess they didn't know it was in there or something Mm -hmm. or they just didn't care. So now ATF can deputize any local cops. Yep. Uh, They're not automatically deputized, I presume. It's just... If that's something it's that a, the locals want, they can now have more power. Here's what section which they presumably will want. Here, here's what section 1103 of the omnibus bill says: funding for ATF to deputize local local police to enforce federal gun laws, especially to undermine Second Amendment, uh, especially to undermine the Second Amendment Protection Act. Now, uh, the states that have a Second Amendment Protection Act or Second Amendment Preservation Act are states that have basically said the ATF has no jurisdiction in our state. Mm. So they're um, trying to go around that. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the way that the ATF is going to go around that is by deputizing local cops. So once again, I don't care who your cop buddy is, he's not a good American. I'll take it that far. Well, unless <laughs> the police actually refuse this and yeah, okay, uh, whether they will or not, they'll do whatever they're told. All they're cops do- are not good Americans. I I, I don't I don't uh, give them a whole lot of hope. I don't. They don't have mm-hmm. a bit lot of faith from me in what any of them. Um, I get surprised from time to time. They did deny a few sections of it. One of those sections was to uh, give funding to turn state level stalking laws into red flag laws Hmm. so if you are ever uh, convicted of stalking that's a red flag and they can just confiscate your guns wow um an expansion of the lautenberg uh misdemeanor gun ban which is biden's boyfriend the biden's boyfriend loophole um anybody who's ever had a uh a case of domestic violence against them is denied so that means anybody who is you know applying for a gun would be in a lot of trouble if they've ever tried um they grant funding to uh, police to execute red flag gun, gun confiscation orders on behalf of the ATF. So those three were actually taken out. So that's surprising. Good. I, I am so. But what it says to me is they somebody clearly had read this ahead of time mm-hmm. if they knew to take those out. Right? right. Didn't they have like twenty four hours of notice on this or something yeah, like that? Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. So. Uh, you know, it's typical legislation, but this type of thing, it's, it all falls under a greater act. This is what I was going to say before. It all falls under a greater act called the Violence Against Women Act. 
Huh. Violence against it. You know, why why can't we just have an act called the Violence Act? Violence against anybody is bad. You don't mm. need to qualify it or you pull people's heartstrings by calling it against, you know, what about the children? What about the women? How did you find this hunger strike? Well, a couple of my friends were sharing it, and it seems to be created by somebody that I used to work with. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go too harsh on it, but I just I read this and I just thought this isn't going to work. And I don't know, maybe they they should expand on this. So you actually know the person who is setting this thing up? Mm, the person, the people who, um, it, it might be somebody that I worked with, mm-hmm. but it's not some. It's not one of the people that shared it. Okay. That are my friends. Got it. So is this something that's happening in Texas? Uh, is it? No, nope, it's it's uh, countrywide. Okay. So it's called Hippies Go Hungry. You can find it at hippiesgohungry.com. And the first page explains their purpose. So here it is. It's just five paragraphs. The war on drugs has cost over $1 trillion, sent half a million nonviolent people to prison, and killed thousands of otherwise innocent people. 51 years is 51 too long. The war on drugs ends this year and it ends with us. There's nothing to disagree with there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Just like the ATF, the DEA, and the various different state drug task force agencies have absolutely been harming innocent people's lives, putting peaceful people behind bars who have never harmed another human being. And the numbers of those people are in the millions. The people Mm -hmm. whose lives have been absolutely ruined. I get it. I'm fed up with the war on drugs as well, and I'm not going to tell these people not to try this. I mean, it's your body. If you want to go on a hunger strike and you think that these heartless, evil politicians in Washington, D.C. are somehow going to find some sort of a shred of humanity and then all of a sudden decide they've been wrong for, I don't know, five years or five decades. Sorry, five decades. I think they said it was 51 years now for the war on drugs. That's nuts. If uh, if you think that these evil men and women are going to become less evil because of human suffering happening outside of their buildings, uh, I I just I'm skeptical. They that repeatedly prove that they love human suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they don't like is when it looks like they are someone who can prevent human suffering and they stand back and refuse to prevent human suffering. Now, when they label it war. The human animal realizes, well, they're supposed to go commit human suffering because this is war. Mm-hmm. But when it's somebody at home saying, I'm going to starve myself to death if you don't stop doing this, and then they don't stop doing it, then maybe that would have a slightly more profound effect. Is it going to work on American politicians? I don't know. There are a lot of scumbags in American politics who just are sociopaths and don't care. Yeah. I mean, look at how long they have been trying to do something as simple as legalize marijuana. We need to have enough people to where we can have freedom-loving people in the Democratic and Republican sides of a race. That way, no matter who wins, it's a free stater who gets uh, gets into office. That can all be possible. We just need thousands more people to, uh, to make the move here. Well, Matt, I am surprised by and pleasantly surprised by your optimism on this, the hippies go hungry thing. But, I mean, my thought when I saw it was just, oh, imagine, like, for just a thought experiment, imagine Hillary Clinton caring that you're hungry. Like, that's all I thought of. But, you know, maybe they'll care if Hillary it makes Clinton them look bad. Hillary does care about her image. Yeah, if it makes lot. her look bad. Yeah. So. I think that it's pretty easy to ignore a protest if you're a politician. and Just tell the media to ignore it. Well, and that's the, really the uh, important question is what level of attention will the mainstream media be giving to this? 
I'm going, you know, I tend to be skeptical that the media will want to give any attention to anything that could change the status quo in any significant manner. They love themselves a war. Mm-hmm. They love themselves fear when it comes to, you know, COVID and crackdowns and it's good you know, for ratings. all of that. Exactly. They want people to tune in, you know, through the next break and find out what the scary stuff is. Uh, I just and, you know, when it comes to doing this in jail and I, I referred to uh, the fact that they will force feed people if if you're doing a hunger strike in jail at some point, they're going to f- strap you to a bed they're going to shove a uh, tube down your throat. In case you hadn't heard the latest on what's happening to RT. RT is Russia Today. It is a Russian government-funded news outlet. I mean, propaganda, of course, is what it is. But don't be fooled. So is CNN. And so is you know every American news outlet. It's all propaganda. It's just not necessarily government-funded directly. They just love to, you know, basically pro- uh, to parrot the government talking points on the on the air so really the difference between rt and these american western media is rt doesn't have commercials right watch a half hour of rt and you just get whatever they want to report and rt is openly funded by the government yeah and you know what you're getting when you get into rt Um, and what's interesting is that there's a lot of these western nations including the european union uh including australia and now Canada, that are completely prohibiting RT. Really? And that's one of the things that makes me go, hmm, what do they got to hide? What do they want us to not be seeing? According to RT.com, Canadian's uh, regulator has now forbidden television providers to carry RT or RT France. Media regulators in Ottawa have formally outlawed RT and RT France on Wednesday saying their programming has gone against government policy and undermined democracy. They're saying that RT's broadcasting undermines democratic institutions within Canada. That's one of the things I like about RT, is that they'll let libertarian perspectives on the air. They actually had for, I don't know, over, over a year, Adam Kokesh, who's a you know, principled liberty-minded guy, uh, liberty activist, great former you know, Iraq veteran against the war, uh, we've had him on this show a number of times, and he was—he had his own show on RT. Why did he get off it? Did he just stop doing it, or did he get kicked off? I don't remember what happened with that, but he never said that RT tried to tell him what to do. No, RT never tried to exert right. any editorial control over his show. He could always say whatever he wanted to say. Hmm. And the fact is, yeah, the Russian government does want to undermine the, the United States and mm-hmm. the Canadian governments and other governments of the world. Now, the Russian government is not libertarian. They don't care about freedom. They're not freedom-oriented. So I'm under no delusions about that. And if you listen to, you know, like I always felt the same about Vladimir Putin and, and uh, Boris Yeltsin and Mikhail Gorbachev and all those guys, you always see their mouths moving with funny sounds coming out, but nobody ever really translates you know, Adolf Hitler. I always wondered what Adolf Hitler was actually, actually saying. Benito Mussolini. I want to know what he's actually saying. What, what's, what are they saying to get these people all riled up? Hey, Daily Digestion listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, 
Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. They're claiming that over 1.3 million Canadians claim at least some Ukrainian descent compared to just over 600,000 with Russian heritage. So screw the Russian people of Canada. They don't get to watch anything from their home country. Uh, Quote, freedom of speech and range of perspectives are a necessary part of our democracy. However, it is a privilege and not a right to be broadcast in Canada, said the uh, CRTC boss Ian Scott. That's so gross. In a statement on Wednesday, three major Canadian TV providers, Rogers, Bell and Shaw, all announced they would be dropping RT back on February 27th, so long before the... Uh, the government mandated it. Most of the major providers already dropped RT. Shaw promised its clients a credit on the next bill after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he would ask the CRTC to look into a ban. Access Communications did so as well. Uh, while RT International continues to broadcast, RT France stopped operations on March 3rd after the EU banned RT and Sputnik as, quote, Russian propaganda, unquote, as Moscow's decision to send or regarding Moscow's decision to send troops into Ukraine. This should come as no surprise, though, really, if you think about it. Didn't uh, didn't Canada, like maybe 10 years ago, didn't they like ban hate speech? Yeah, they, yeah. Made, made, they made it a criminal thing. You're not allowed to say hate things well, that's correct. or whatever. I think that that's correct. And also they made it a crime to accidentally use the wrong pronoun. So what we're going to do is going to share two perspectives the Western media perspective, and then the RT perspective on this speech, and you decide for yourself as far okay. as you know what the the content was and what it means to you. But this is uh, from Yahoo News and Alexander Nazarian, their senior White House correspondent, saying that uh, some purported experts in the United States are saying that uh, that Putin's speech sounded a lot like Stalin. In his unsettling remarks, Putin lashed out at quote-unquote national traitors he blamed for undermining the war that he launched against Ukraine. Olga Lautman, a senior fellow at the Center for European Policy Analysis, wrote on Twitter, quote, Putin really wants to take Russia back to Stalin days. He has always emulated Stalin, and this speech is definitely angrier and stronger than previous speeches, unquote. President Biden said Wednesday that Putin is a war criminal and that rhetoric the Russian leader used was strikingly similar to the language that authoritarians have developed to demonize, persecute, and kill ethnic minorities and political opposition groups. And of course, I love that they're positioning the Russian guy as the authoritarian and Joe Biden as this, you know, leader of the free, free world. world. The Come non-war on. criminal. Exactly. Even though he's been dropping bombs on, you know, various places in the Middle East, just like every president. Well, it was an accident when he killed those children in Afghanistan. Vladimir Putin probably doesn't care if they're Nazis or not. Mm. It's just something that he gets to to put a pin in. Yeah. Oh, look at the bad Nazis. That's who I'm going after. You know, it's it's an excuse. So he said, uh, let's see, quote, I want to be as direct as possible. Hostile geopolitical designs lie, beca- lie behind the hypocritical talk and recent actions of the so-called collective West, said Putin, according to an English language. Oh, here's a transcript provided by the Kremlin. I will check that in a bit. Quote, they have no use, simply no use for a strong and sovereign Russia, and they will not forgive us for our independent policy or for standing up for our national interests, unquote. 
Putin has maintained he intends to or uh, in, needed to invade Ukraine to, quote, denazify and demilitarize, unquote, the country, but also fears that the Western sphere of influence is increasingly close to Russia's borders. The event Wednesday was billed by the Kremlin as a discussion between Putin and regional leaders about socioeconomic support. It was brief, a brief section of Putin's comments from his introduction, however, that caught the attention of social media users with millions having viewed a short clip in which he caustically pointed his finger at Russians who have grown rich during his tenure but are now abandoning the country as it becomes an international pariah. Quote, I do not in the least condemn those who have villas in Miami or in the French Riviera who cannot make do without foie gras, oysters, or gender freedom, as they call it. I didn't know a whole lot about Trotsky. You knew a thing or two. I went and pulled up some information. Apparently, he was a Marxist uh, adherent, an mm-hmm. orthodox Marxist, as he described yeah. himself. So he, in the 30s, uh, or maybe it was even earlier than that, but he went on a... He went on a speaking tour. Basically, he was on the run from Russia, but while he was at it, he decided to do some speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And he, when he was in the United States, one of the things he tried to do, this is before the Cold War, really. So one of the things he tried to do was get into students' heads. So he went to NYU, which was a very open-thinking college in general. They would meet in this lunchroom, uh, this part of the lunchroom called Alcove 1, and there were a group of Stalinist commies who mm-hmm. would meet in Alcove 2, and they would have lunch and they would talk about commie things. And they were always at odds with each other because the Trotskyists didn't agree with the, the, the methods and the beliefs of the the Alcove 2 people, obviously. And uh, So they, what you're saying is the communists can't even agree on how to oh, do communism. Oh, they never do. They never do. They're, they're always constantly constantly infighting in communism. They're, they, don't, they don't get along. That's why uh, they'll exterminate the other communists. Yes. They're, right? they're always the, and if you even look at just like the stuff you can see today in the news they're always eating their own mm-hmm. they're always eating their own it's non-stop constant there's no support between them um and w- at the end of the day what they really need to realize is communism is a failure because it's anti-human nature absolutely and you are all individuals whether you like it or not you will be at odds with other people because you are an individual so purportedly if you believe the russian side of things they're only targeting military targets, and uh, I saw a, a propaganda video today which purported to show Russian troops addressing Ukrainian people in, in the streets, telling them, we're not here to harm you, Here's a you, know, you can get out of here this way, if you go that direction, our troops are there, you'll be safe, and you know, just saying, look, we're not here to, to attack the people. But then again, Western media is just claiming terrorizing them and the bringing them out opposite. of their homes. Yeah. Uh, while waging the war against the breakaway regions, again, they claim that Kiev was preparing for an offensive to recapture Donbass, adding that, quote, almost 14,000 civilians, including children, have been killed, unquote, in the conflict. Ukrainian authorities also sought to attack Crimea, which split from the country in 2014 and joined Russia via referendum. Quote, encouraged by the United States and other Western countries, Ukraine was purposefully preparing for a scenario of force, a massacre and an ethnic cleansing in Donbass. A massive onslaught on Donbass and later Crimea was just a matter of time. However, our armed forces have shattered these plans, Putin said. Ukrainian authorities have openly stated their goal to obtain weapons of mass destruction, namely nuclear bombs and means of their delivery, said uh, Putin. Given the extremely hostile attitude of Kiev, such systems would have been used to target Russia once they were ready. Ukrainian authorities and the collective West have exhibited shocking cynicism, according to Putin. 
offering the ballistic missile strike on the center of Donetsk that occurred on Monday as an example of such behavior. The strike killed at least 20 civilians. Whose missile was it? Well, again, allegedly it was the Ukrainians attacking Donetsk with a missile strike in a population center. Now, once again, as I've said, when the Ukrainians are attacked in the the non-eastern regions of Ukraine, I always say, well, is it the Ukrainians attacking their own people? How do we know who actually fired that missile? Right. And the same thing's true in Donetsk. Was it the Ukrainians who fired the missile or did the Russians? You know, who knows? Could be a total Uh, third party trying to stir up uh, some snot. Could be. Quote, they are striking randomly at squares with the fervor of fanatics and the exasperation of the doomed. They are acting like the Nazis did when they tried to drag as many innocent victims as they could to their graves, said Putin, adding that Kiev had tried to blame the strike on Russia through, quote, blatant lies, unquote. The attitude of the so-called civilized world to the missile strike turned to be, quote, shocking in its extreme cynicism, unquote, as well. The president went on saying further, quote, the European and and American press did not even notice this tragedy in Donetsk as if nothing happened, just like they have been hypocritically looking the other way over the past eight years as mothers buried their children in Donbass, as elderly people were killed. This is simply moral degradation, complete dehumanization. Putin is a scumbag just like every other president and every other dictator and every other, you know, Congress. And they're all bad. There's no doubt about it. But the Russian people are innocent. And now they can't even, you know, if you had a Russian YouTube channel, sorry. Yep. If you had that, if you had that monetized and you were making a little bit of money as a Russian person. Done. You cannot do that anymore. Now you got to go and get some crappy job at a you know a restaurant if there's any still open. Nationalized by... McDonald's. Well, no, they didn't. <laughs> they chose not to do that. Uh, McDonald's is just simply closing their stores. You know what they were considering doing? They were considering getting rid of their uh, what are the laws called like copyright laws and just running mm-hmm. McDonald's anyway without the not copyright laws. It's something else. Trademarks. Tra- trademarks. Trademark yeah. laws. I don't yeah. know if they are going to do that, but that would be the best way i mean everything's in place to do it the infrastructure is there the people who know how to do it are there but during war supply chains take a beating mm-hmm. so even if they wanted to could they get those burgers bad. somewhere yeah yeah war is bad for people it's bad for economies which in turn is bad for people and everything and you know the pollution levels of war yeah so the u.s is threatening china with consequences uh, if they um, help Russia economically or militarily, and, and they're not really saying exactly what they're going to do, but there's going to be punishment for China. So, yeah, I don't even know what they could possibly do. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to tell Russians they can't have McDonald's anymore, but another thing to attack the largest supplier of products to the American economy, what are they going to do? Yeah, and also China can do something way uh, worse in retaliation. They're talking with their ally, uh, Russia, about creating a monetary system where they can accept um, the yuan Mm -hmm. for, where, you know, Saudi Arabia can accept the yuan for oil. So I mean that would just Which destroy would the yeah that would just destroy the dollar. Wait a minute, I thought I, I I'm okay. Saudi Arabia. I thought that was American ally. So where are they going <laughs> to always have a money card that's going to trade with China? 
Um, but I know Syria is in the Russia's bag the, on their side, North Korea also, and, and Eritrea, Eritrea uh, out of Africa, they built for the attack. Eritrea. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an Eritrea. <laughs> you know, as far as I, when I hear about national debt, I think... It's not really national debt. It's the Federal Reserve Bank's debt. It's a it's an, a result of their bad business decisions, and that's a private bank. Mm-hmm. So the, if the Federal Reserve wants to go out of business or file for bankruptcy, or I don't know how they would do that, but who cares? It doesn't make a difference because it's not my debt. It's when you say it's the debt. Federal Reserve's debt, isn't it the United States federal government gang's debt, and the Federal Reserve helps them create it? Sure. Okay. Fine. But they made a bad business decision in making that partnership. It's not uh, has nothing to do with me. Well, That's I mean, a, the Federal Reserve has made a great business decision. They can print money from thin air right. and send you know give it to these politicians who then have to pay it back at interest. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's a pretty good deal for uh, for the Federal Reserve. Sure. But it's there if they if they can't get paid back, then it's you know it's a bet was a but bad they didn't investment. make anything in the first place. It's all just fantasy money. It is so like it's no skin off their back. Like mm-hmm. if if tomorrow everything shuts down if the federal government completely goes away and the federal reserve never gets paid back again well they all made a ton of money the whole time it's not like they're going to go home and have to pay off the debt themselves or anything like that so it's it's really they're not going to miss a meal yeah there's no loss for them they get themselves a golden parachute they'll Mm -hmm. probably take whatever gold's left in fort knox and uh you know make a parachute out of it and literally uh float home happy so, Matt, you uh, came across a video that I believe I saw the same thing today. Mm-hmm. Some people are claiming, oh, it's fake. Now, the, the war tourists? Yeah. So this guy sounded very American, and he was saying basically that he had gone down there to volunteer for the Ukrainian Defense Force, right? Yeah, they're they're foreign legionnaires, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, people are, are coming from all over the world. There's British people going to Ukraine to fight. There's... There's people going to both sides to fight. Everybody's got a dog in the fight. And when you've had 20 straight years of warfare and you've got an entire generation of people who only understand fighting and they've all been in it for a long time and then you take them out of it. Well, they want to get back in it. A lot of them want to get back in it. They miss the life. They don't know. They don't. They they've had a hard time readjusting to life outside of a war zone. And when you throw a war party, they want to go they to the war show party. <laughs> so they grab their kit and their armor and whatever else they can they fight can the new Hitler and they can fight the bad guys, mm-hmm. right? And so they rush off to who fight whoever they think the bad guys are. But sometimes there's a lot of other stuff going on in the world, like. Or in the situation like, you know, Ukraine wants to be a part of NATO. Uh, so what's the best way to, you know, tug at some heartstrings of the populace to get NATO in there? Well, maybe they should have Russia kill a whole bunch of Americans or have Russia kill a whole bunch of English. So they'll take these guys and they'll shove them right to the front lines mm-hmm. as lightly armored as possible. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.